going to be Shakiri to put in the in-swinger, and it's in for Origi! It is in for Origi! They won't let it go again, they just can't! Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. Well, that was a roller coaster game, um, highs and lows, ultimately ending on a high for Liverpool, uh, taking a, meaning that the Premier League title um, is going to the final final game and final weekend of the season. It was a... Um, yeah, it was it was a game in which we we probably we had the opportunities to take control of the game and, and control it and see it out easily, but ultimately we weren't able to due to us being a bit naive, maybe tired, uh, fatigued, but also new, you know fair play to Newcastle. They also did play relative. They played quite well um, in front of their home crowd, or the crowd got behind them and stuff like that. So I think that was. Um, as much of the reason why it was such an interesting kind of volatile game as it was us maybe not being um, up to the standards that we we hold ourselves to. So the the scoring was open kind of early, early in the game within the first 10 minutes from a corner from Alexander-Arnold, which was headed in by uh, Virgil van Dijk. It was um, some clever blocking by Fabinho, um, gave van Dijk an absolute free header kind of just outside the six-yard box and he isn't going to miss from he isn't going to miss from there. And, and from there, I could see us... Well, I was hoping, more kind of hoping then, that we would kind of just see the game out. You know, we didn't need to score. They need to come and attack us. We just needed to play sensibly, um, break when we had the opportunities, but control the game. Um, we've done that so much, particularly in the first half of the season. We seem to have kind of lost that a bit in the second half, but we did that so well in the first half of the season. And um, I was kind of hoping that would that would be the case, but it definitely wasn't the case. Uh, Newcastle kind of grew into confidence. After after they conceded, uh, similar to the way when they beat Man City earlier in the season at St James's Park, it was similar where they kind of got better once they conceded. Um, but they came back into the game. Uh, it was a kind of a cross from the right, and uh, Rondon kind of headed it, and it got cleared off the line with with Alexander Arnold's arm. And uh, then Atsu played the ball in, and there's been a big debate around if it hadn't gone if it hadn't have gone in, uh, the referee would have had no choice but to give Ale- Trent Alexander Arnold a red card. Um, and a penalty, but because there was a goal, um, it was kind of uh, overlooked. And I think it's, it's an interesting because, obviously, being a Liverpool fan, that was what happened was probably the perfect result. You know, I think we were okay to concede because I knew, I think we all knew that Liverpool could score more against the the Newcastle defence. But being down to ten men would have been um, would have been really bad. And uh, I'm not sure how we would have kind of balanced our play to be able to come back into the game when we were down to ten players. So. Um, I think that was the best thing that could have happened to us that the, that we conceded and there was no further action. My opinion on it is, I think if this happens against your team, I think you would you, obviously you would want the red card. But I think I think it should be um, a yellow card to the player um, because they obviously denied a goal scoring opportunity, but that didn't mean that there there wasn't a goal scored. So I think they they obviously punished because of the goal went in, but I think they still need to be punished because they deliberately um, stopped a goal going in. So I feel like a yellow card there is a is a is a compromise um, between kind of the two things because you're not penalising the team that scored because they did score, and you're not penalise you're not overly penalising the team that conceded the goal by not only conceding the goal but also getting down to 10 men so I think the yellow card and the goal um, is a good kind of balance for that but um, so they then kind of grew in confidence in the game as well and and we weren't really creating too many chances or anything Um, but then kind of 
it seemed like out of nowhere there was just a cross into the box from Alexander Arnold and Salah was kind of running back, leaning back and was able to kind of flick the ball with his with his right foot into the corner and his right foot has come under much criticism from me included, particularly in the Barcelona game, right towards the end of the game where he had almost the open goal and he hit the post um, with his right foot, which I think that goal would have made a huge difference to the second leg, but I'll talk about a bit about Champions League a little later on. Um, but yeah, it was actually a really good goal from Salah kind of kind of running backwards um, slightly off balance but being able to get the ball um, kind of at the angle past the goalkeeper so we went, it was 2-1 and we were like well how did this happen you know maybe and again me naively was thinking oh maybe now that we've got control we'll learn from the mistake of the first goal and we'll control the game but it was very much the opposite as we got closer to half time Newcastle grew into the game a lot more and uh, you know they looked they looked more threatening like they were going to they were going to equalise rather than we were going to um, extend our lead and um, and then coming out in the second half it very much was obvious that we needed a third because uh, Newcastle were probably going to score and you know that did happen uh, the corner came in we, we kind of won the first header from the corner thought we'd cleared it and kind of everyone was so focused on pushing out and everyone almost kind of ran past the ball um, and Solomon Rondon hit a fantastic finish you know just, it was actually a really really good goal um, into the corner and it, and it was two all and um, then it just kind of um, I definitely had that feeling of oh here we go again you know it, it's that fateful night um, my mind went back to the Palace game a couple of seasons ago you know that fateful Monday night and this kind of was that fate it felt like to me at least that fateful Saturday night where we although we had scored two goals we hadn't necessarily played that well and uh, you know I just, it just didn't look like we were going to come out of the game with a win but um, kind of we soldiered on um, I think our play particularly suffered once the Salah injury happened um, now I'm recording this before Klopp's press conference for the Barcelona game so it'll be interesting to see what the situation with Mo Salah is um, but uh yeah, that kind of affected the way we played, but I guess it ultimately needed to Divock Origi coming on, and um, and then kind of with with tenish minutes to go plus the long injury time, uh, we were able to to cross the ball in from a free kick out wide from uh, Jadon Shakiri, and kind of Divock Origi slash Jamal Lascelles kind of headed it into the Newcastle goal. I think it was definitely an own goal. Uh, I'm not sure officially whether it's gone down as an own goal or Origi's goal or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it <laughs> doesn't really matter who scored it. It ball went in. It was an allowed goal uh, and we went on to win the three points. And um, yeah, I just don't think we would have won that game a couple of seasons ago, um, which shows great testament to us, but also it shows that there's still so much more for us to learn. I can't help but think that in a situation like that, in which City went 1-0 up or 2-1 up, they would just shut the game down with possession or something like that. And, and um, yeah, I think there's obviously still things we need to change and learn. And one and that whole management of the game, we, we seem to get better at. But it seems like we kind of, when we panic a bit or when it gets a bit squeaky bum, we, we go back to our old tendencies of trying to attack too much and rather than just kind of keeping the ball and keeping things moving, um, kind of almost closing the opponent out of the game. But the, the couple of points I want to make out and make on... Um, on the game particularly um, so I want to call out Virgil van Dijk uh, both for his goal um, and also kind of his just 
continuity in the team. We've seen, you know, Matip needing a rest because uh, because Barcelona game took a lot out of him. Lovren's been inconsistent. And, and if we hadn't had Van Dijk consistent this entire time, that would have been a huge problem. And uh, obviously he's so important to us. He, you know, he's won the Premier League Player of the Year and all that type of stuff. And he's been so important. But one thing, probably one of his biggest contributions other than the goal in the Newcastle game was, was his leadership towards the end of the game once Henderson had come off, where... Um, they were taking the free kick, the free kick that ultimately led to the goal, and there was both Trent Alexander-Arnold ready to take it, and Van Dijk kind of ushered Shakiri to go towards the free kick, um, and actually was like Van Dijk was like to Shakiri, you take the free kick, not not Trent, um, which you know some may think is strange because Trent's obviously got something like eleven assists now this season, so you can obviously uh, you know cross a good ball, but ultimately it was the right decision. And uh, Shakiri's ball kind of because it was coming in from the right, it was coming in towards the goalkeeper, and so any flick would have um, would have uh, you know kind of meant it gone in rather than the other way around. So that was uh, really great leadership by him, and uh, you know he's he's just been kind of very very solid, and we haven't necessarily been keeping clean sheets over the past kind of eight to ten games. We've been winning them, but we haven't necessarily been keeping clean sheets. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that will be bucking him and he'll be wanting to keep a clean sheet, um, hopefully in the Barcelona game. Not sure what that happened, but definitely in the Wolves game. But um, just wanted to call out, yeah, like his leadership and um, how important he is to the team, not just both in his defending, um, but obviously he scored, I think, something like four Premier League goals this season, which is pretty good for a centre-back. You know, John Terry was kind of the pioneer back in the day of scoring, you know, seven, eight goals a season. Um, but four goals from your centre-back is not bad at all. Um and you take into account the, you know, I don't, th- I don't think Matip scored. I think Lovren scored this season. Obviously, Trent scored this season and has a ton of assists. Andy Robertson's, um, I don't think has scored, but has had a ton of assists. So that back four of ours has actually contributed really well to, um, to our, you know, to our goal tally for this season. Um, the other, the other point I wanted to touch on, and uh, particularly in the first half, it was really, really apparent to me at least, was the fact that we really missed Naby Keita. So kind of Wijnaldum was playing that position and Wijnaldum has been good for us um, this season. He's been very consistent. But I think in the last couple of games when Kate has been in the team and Wijnaldum's dropped out, we've seen the benefit of that to the way we play. And I think we really, really miss Kater against Newcastle. I think we often have the ball in midfield or something, but we weren't really doing anything with it. And you saw in that game, you know, um, obviously Sturridge was playing instead of Firmino as well, but um, Mane particularly was was hardly in the game and I think that has a lot to do with the connection between midfield and the attackers and I just don't think Wijnaldum provides that connection as well as Naby Keita does and um, you know we've only got one game of the season left so I think we can power through that and get over that but I think definitely next season Keita should be the one starting ahead of Wijnaldum in my opinion um, because he provides that 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 killer pass, that that pass forward, I mean, he's just a bit more progressive, um, and we've seen what he can do now. You know, at the beginning it was kind of a, oh, what is you know is Kate is going to settle down all this type of stuff, but in the last month or so, when he did finally make his way into his team, into the team and feel comfortable, we saw what he could do both in terms of goals and assists. So um, yeah, it'll be kind of it's a shame it's a shame that he's obviously out now for for the couple of games we have left in the season and out for the African Cup of Nations but it'll be great to see him kind of have a full pre-season with Liverpool um, and to see what he can do uh, when he comes back into the Liverpool team uh, next season uh, the final point I want to touch on for this episode is um, kind of about the Barcelona game now it, we're in a really weird situation so I'm recording this before the Man City game and 
obviously not knowing everyone expects and I think me and me included uh, Man City to win that game but if they drop points in my opinion I think Klopp should almost play a B team against Barcelona and save the big guns for for, for Wolves um, next Sunday however if they win um, then I think we have to try you know either way I think we have to try against Barcelona I don't think we can kind of just roll over because then they will really punish us and they'll make us look very very silly at Anfield which I don't think Klopp wants um, particularly if there is still a chance in the last game that I talked about this in the last episode that winning momentum and that winning mentality is super important um, Barcelona I believe lost on the weekend uh, but they rested 11 players which is the difference you know we had to work really hard for our game now three points they not so much um, and I think that will make a big difference also but um, yeah without knowing the Man City, Man City result it's hard to know how we will line up against Barcelona but I do if, I do think that Klopp will make some changes for that game um, and that might be a good thing you know maybe it will maybe it will change the way we play and Barcelona have been preparing for us playing in a certain type of way and maybe if we bring in the likes of Shakiri, the likes of Sturridge um, you know, and some of the, and maybe even players like Origi, maybe we will play in a different way that will cause Barcelona some different problems that they wouldn't expect with Mane, Salah, and a Firmino strike force. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I think obviously, if, if Man City drop points, the Premier League will be the priority. Um, but if they don't, I expect Klopp to just go hell for leather for the um, uh, for both the Barcelona and the Wolves game, and kind of just go look. We need to uh, we need to smash these both of these games out of the park. We've got two 90 minutes left, um, potentially three. So let's not leave anything. Uh, let's not leave anything out there. Um, so the shout out to Klopp, as we do at the end of every episode, is is almost around that, right? In terms of what will the team selection be based on the result of the Man City game, and I, but I think actually that's irrelevant. I think, having said everything I've just said, I think. In my personal opinion, I think Klopp should pay the full strength team he has available to him, both in the Barcelona game and the and the Wolves game. I think we we need to give ourselves a chance against Barcelona. Um, we saw when they went to Old Trafford, they weren't that good, um, and I think you know their de- their defense their defense isn't 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 amazing, right? Obviously, we have to be wary of their attack and their midfield because they are so good. Um, but I do, I do see us scoring against Barcelona. It's just how early and how many can we score, and how many can we not, how many can we not concede, basically. Um, but Wolves is obviously the last game at home. That it's the last game um, of the season at home. There will be an, an amazing feel-good factor at the stadium. Obviously, with with our result against Newcastle, it means that the title will be decided on the last day, and so the fans and the stadium and everything will be bouncing and rocking, um, ready for the game. Um, so yeah, I think it will be a great atmosphere and I hope the players um, kind of don't worry about what the Man City result is. I think we might get a bit nerve or, you know, if Man City go behind in that Brighton game, then the atmosphere will be incredible in the stadium. But we've got to be careful at the same time not to, to have that atmosphere almost act as pressure for the players. Um, it's almost, it'll be almost great if we don't get the result. We just know we need to just go out and win the game regardless of what's happening Um in the Man City Brighton game, but um, 
But yeah, so it's all set for an exciting last day of the Premier League season. I don't think we've had an exciting last day of the Premier League season in terms of the title for a long time now. It's always seemed to have been decided long before um, kind of we get to, to the last day. But uh, I'm really excited for it. Obviously, it will be the last, also last episode of Let's Talk Liverpool um, for this season. I will be doing some episodes during the summer, particularly when we when we start making some transfers, when there's kind of information and potentially rumours around about who we might get. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we're all all guns ahead for the Barcelona and Wolves game, and uh, yeah, let's let's hope we win one of these two things. It'll be it'll be amazing if we do, and it'll be the absolute way to top off a great season. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Obviously, just one more episode left this season. Um, thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you again for a review of the Wolves game. <laughs>